Hello and welcome back to another episode of I Hate Golf It's Awesome. My name is Caleb, he's Mark, and today we're going to talk a little bit about something that we've talked about before, but it's been a while. It's a new year. All the golf companies are coming out with their new drivers, new irons, wedges, putters, all that stuff. And I just kind of wanted to get your perspective on, you know, the kind of the turnover year to year that seems to be accelerating every single year with this is the best driver we've ever put out. This is a new the hottest face we put out and how that translates to the average golfer because something that you've talked about before and I think most people understand by now but maybe not everyone knows is the clubs that are being played on tour the balls that are being played on tour it's not what you can walk into your local pro shop and buy it's not what you can order online it's like sure some some players play stock equipment but that's probably a minority compared to most of it so i just wanted to talk a little bit about that today and kind of get your take on you know is there truly you know is there truly a difference between the three-year-old driver and the new driver that's on Golf Digest hot list? Um, the short answer is probably not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always, I've joked about it for quite a while now, is that driver they convinced you nine months ago was the greatest thing on the face of the earth. They now have to tell you, that's not so hot. <laughs> Yeah. We've got, we really have the best one now. Yeah. So it, it's kind of that way. And I, I think, I guess I was told a while back, quite a while back, that, you know, as long as you're within probably five years of the technology, you're okay, maybe even seven or eight. Uh-huh. Um, and again, if you're a 15 handicap, as long as you have a player improvement club, yeah, it's probably not going to change a lot. Yeah. Cosmetically, yes. Um, but no, I, I just, you know, again, the hot talk is always about the tour player and what they're doing, Mm -hmm. which really doesn't apply to very many other golfers, a very small percentage of golfers. So yeah, I think that's kind of, kind of overblown and, but is it exciting to get that new $600 driver? Absolutely. Um, so yeah. Now, when you say that that's kind of overblown talking about, you know, what players on tour are using, do you mean that kind of what I was saying about how they're not using, you know, stock drivers and stuff like that? Or do you mean it more in that, you know, the level of golf that they're playing and, you know, they're looking for every inch they can possibly get? Is that, is it more that, or you do you think it's the actual equipment? Well, it's actually both. Yeah, it really is. Um, you, you know, it's like you look at you look at the charts between the go- the clubs that are tested. Here's the greatest, and here's one that's okay, and it's maybe four or five yards difference. Yeah, you know, you can get a two hundred and fifty dollar driver that gets you within five or six yards of the five fifty one. Yeah, you know, you have to weigh, you know. Is it that valuable to me? Yeah. You know, and it's, it's as far as your game goes, you know, you know, to me, the test, especially as an instructor, um, those new clubs, did they change your score? Did they change your handicap? Yeah. Uh, probably not. But yeah. is it fun to do? Well, sure. So, you know, if you have the money, go for it. Yeah. But is it really going to do that much? No. It's nice to show off to your buddies of, 
hey, look what I've got. I've got yeah. the latest and greatest, and you don't, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, everyone that's got the new TaylorMade driver showing it off, because it is. It's a great-looking driver. Right. And it's, you know, it's interesting what they're doing with, the, I think, the, the marketing. It's obvious marketing, the whole the age of metal woods is over. It's now the carbon wood, and it's like, right. all right, that's, that's a little extreme. But they made a great-looking club. They did a good job packaging it, and, you know, people are going to want to go buy it, and they're going to be excited when they hit it. Is it really going to change their game? Yeah, maybe, but I think, you know, especially for me personally, it's, it's easier to go practice when you have new clubs. It's easier to want to get better when you have new clubs. It's just, it's, it's more exciting, but that fades away pretty fast when you have a couple bad rounds and then you start looking online and seeing, all right, what's the next thing going to be? I need a new putter. It's just so much of it is kind of the marketing playing into the mental side of golf, which, you know, from the company side is is smart because golf is such a mental game so if they can convince you that this is going to help you and you get that kind of adrenaline rush when you're trying it for the first time if you're hitting it on a simulator and they can show well this is your spin rate now you probably didn't know what your spin rate was before so that's those are just numbers on a screen but just you know the golf company's ability to to market to higher handicap golfers that you know it's not going to change that much right well it's yeah it's to me it's just you know and not to pick on any golf club or any company but you know i hit the matrix driver for maverick maverick matrix is keanu reeves oh yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's a good movie um but yeah the maverick driver Mm -hmm. you know the whole artificial intelligence thing it was a whole new generation yeah and it's like I tried hitting that for four or five months yeah. when I was still playing a little bit, and it's like I just don't get it. Yeah. I just really didn't get it. Yeah. So it's kind of a and yeah, companies do that. It's like I think they've all at least had one line that's done that. It's like it was going to be this unbelievable thing, and it kind of flopped. Yeah. So they move on real quick. Yeah. But I think you know, there's no doubt. Yeah. That marketing drives new equipment. Yeah. It's okay, we've sold that line and it's now it's fading. So let's introduce something new Yeah, and let's get that bump again. So yeah, yeah that's just kind of the nature of the, of the beast in golf clubs. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like, you know, especially speaking specifically, specifically about the Maverick coming out with the artificial intelligence face, it's either you move away from it and abandon it very quickly or all of a sudden, every golf company has the same exact breakthrough, and they all have artificial intelligence. I can't say artificial intelligence. I really can't. AI. AI. <laughs> they all have AI faces because it's like, it seems like when I was looking around, it's like they all have some kind of AI face. It's like, what does that actually mean? It's like no one's going to look into what that actually means except for a small right. handful of people. No one, no one actually sat there and chiseled out yeah. before this a yeah. driver face. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's all done by machines, and you're just kind of putting a fancy name on it, which is which is smart. Well, and and the other part of that is too is being an old guy, that you know we were talking about a golf ball that's coming back out, yeah. And it's like, oh, I think that's cool because I remember when I first started playing golf about that golf ball, but it's just as an old guy, you know, especially the early books that I read were about Sam Snead and people like that and Byron Nelson, and you look at the equipment they used, mm-hmm. and they were still playing championship golf courses. Maybe they were 7,000 yards 
instead of 7,500 yards. Yeah. But they were still shooting the scores that, yeah, you know. Yeah. Sam Snead shot 65s with the stuff that he had. Yeah. So, yeah, it was... Would did would you want to play with that stuff today? No, it's harder work. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um. So it yeah it is easier to perform mm-hmm. with the new stuff, especially for the twelve to twenty handicapper. But has it really changed that much as far as what's happened? Yeah. Other than distance, you know, between the equipment and the golf ball, to me the big thing is distance has changed. Yeah. Does does that mean everyone's better? You know, obviously not. Yeah. Yeah, and that's you know you see that on the on the pro side of things, whether it's talking about extending courses or banning certain drivers or length or all that stuff. It's like the technology in golf clubs is going to continue to evolve, but the response from golf courses, at least, you know, new courses being built and the courses that are being played on tour, that's going to evolve too. Because like we've talked about before, golf kind of has a limit on what you can shoot. I mean, no one's going out there and breaking records every single week. It's like, yeah, guys are hitting it further, but scoring-wise, it's all pretty relative. Right. Nobody's shooting 45. Yeah, exactly. It's it's, you know, it's the the players getting better, the golf uh, equipment companies getting better, but it's the courses responding and it's, you know, entities like the PGA Tour responding and, you know, putting rules in place to kind of limit things and you know they haven't gone as extreme as some people thought they were going to and thought they should but I mean what Bryson did in the past couple years with you know putting on muscle and swing speed and hitting it further than everyone else it's like yeah he was successful and he won and I know we've talked about this before but I mean everyone knows because he was really good at putting it's like he's like yeah it helps when you can hit your driver as far as he's hitting it and when you can you know hit a nine iron 190 yards or however far he's hitting it but you know at the end and of the he day, wins but he doesn't win every week yeah exactly it's you know, or he, every month he's not dominating yeah. it's it's you know it's it's only going to improve you know and we're talking at the peak peak less than one percent of golfers it's like when you spread that out to the average golfer the high handicapper even the just you know best guy at your local club it's like it's not going to affect them the way that the companies want you to think that it's going well, to I, I mean i would probably being an instructor for ages mm-hmm. i would probably say that add take the 12 handicap Every time he hits a tee shot, move him up 10 yards, I don't think it's going to change his score. Yeah. You know, so what did you accomplish? Yeah, exactly. And now this isn't to, you know, totally rain on anyone's parade and say, don't go buy new clubs. It's like, if you have the money to go buy new clubs yeah, and you want to sell do them it. too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're welcome to come in and buy them anytime. It's just, I think, you know, especially this time of the year when everyone, all the golf companies coming out with their new line for the year, it's like everyone gets kind of so wrapped up in that last year's stuff becomes trash instantly. And it's just, it, it, it feels kind of gross. It's like, I know that it's just, it's marketing and all that stuff but it's just you don't have to rush out and buy new clubs you can i want new clubs right now it's like it's like i hit my five wood like crap today and it's probably going to go out of my bag soon it's like i'm looking for something to replace that but you don't have to do it it's not going to change your life it's 
what I think is the valuable part of it is it makes you want to get better when you get something new. But I think the mental side that we talked about last week is learning how to, how to want to get better without having to have something new, just being able to kind of motivate yourself to do that. Not always having to, well, I got a new putter. So now I'm going to go out and putt for two hours. It's like, you should do that anyways, if you want to get better. Well, and I think too, some of it is having a comfort level. Yes. I mean, I mean, when I was playing and playing competitively, I would probably use a driver. I'd probably keep a driver for five or six years, mm-hmm. if not longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that used to be more common. Yeah. You know, because companies didn't come out with a new line every nine months. Yeah. So that was kind of the nature of it. Yeah, you'd switch shafts or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's, I, I think a lot of that has just been driven by marketing. Is that bad? No, not really. I mean, yeah, if you want to get into that, if, I mean, I know guys that, switch clubs more often than they change clothes yeah you know but then there's the guy that finds a golf club he likes it and he stays with it and do you really see any difference between the two no not really yeah it's just kind of how they respond to the game yeah yeah it's like i've had my old rife putter for how long now 10 years and it's like yeah some some days i think about switching it for something else a new shiny putter that comes out but but it's like, it's fine. I'm happy with it. Some days I'm good with it. Most days I'm not. But, you know, the I don't feel the need to. And, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of about finding the balance, I think, of being able to appreciate the new and be comfortable, comfortable with what you have. And I, I'm not trying to get into this like on a deeper meaning kind of thing. I'm just trying to talk about golf clubs, but, but I think it does apply to a lot of things. You know, it's, I'm, I'm constantly more than even golf clubs. It's like, I'm looking for new camera equipment and stuff like that. And just trying to kind of find the balance of being happy with, you know, the nine iron I have. It's I don't know, just something I've been thinking about and, and felt me, like a good time. talking. Me, about I have it. 20 year old polo sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, uh, you're definitely on the other end of the spectrum when it comes to that. Um, so you wanted to talk a little bit about the, uh, about the tour and tours and all the tours that are going to be starting. Well, I, I really haven't paid a lot of attention to it because I usually don't follow the tour that much because that's, it's not really relative to what we do. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's not that I don't know what's going on or who's out there. Yeah. I do, but it's not like, ooh, I have to read everything. And it's mostly something it. to have on in the pro shop. Yeah. You check yeah. on every once in a while. You know, while. it's like I read an article the other night at the argument about, you know, having multiple tours mm-hmm. and how that would ruin golf. It's mm-hmm. like, Really? That sounds yeah. like someone trying to protect a monopoly to me. It sounds like it was sponsored by someone. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, I don't, I don't see how it's, you know, damaged any other sport. Mm-hmm. Um, although that was the argument, how it's ruined everything. Yeah. Well, has it ruined it for the player? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Um, and that's the way I look at it. It's like the the tour is for the players, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes that may have been forgotten. I mean, you know, if someone's going to start a new tour and they're going to offer me a hundred million dollars, it's like, Oh gee, I wouldn't do that because that would ruin golf. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. I mean the, even the, I trying to make that argument just seems so ridiculous because I mean, 
if there was only one NBA team, they could dictate paying the players whatever they want. But there's a lot of teams. That's that's the whole free agent market. It's like that doesn't exist in golf now. It's just the PGA Tour. So you have multiple tours, and it's like, yeah, it's a lot different than having different teams in one league if you're talking about having it kind of where if you play in a certain tour you can't play at all in another it's like "Eh, that seems a little weird but I mean as it is right now the PGA dictates what players are making well it's just like that European tour yeah it's been there it's probably more successful than it's been and you know for a long time Mm -hmm. and it's competitive Mm -hmm. Um, and no one's saying oh gee that's ruining golf yeah because there's a European tour and players go back and forth. Yep. Um, so what's the damage of another tour? Yep. I, I don't get it. Well, I, really I think don't. I think it's going to make it better not only for the players, but I think it's going to make it better for fans. I mean, that's, you know, at a certain point you'll get to where there's too much golf happening. But, I mean, far away from that. It's like if there's more golf to watch and it's like, for the people that enjoy watching golf, that's, that's a good thing. Well, the fact is that large – chunk of the audience basically that watches golf is watching a few limited players yep i think kind of tiger proved that yep mr palmer proved that jack nicholas proved that Mm -hmm. you know when they're not there it's kind of like uh what's going on this week i mean spieth hasn't won in how long and or won anything great in the how long and he still has people that if you if you put a camera on him and told him it's 9.99 a day to just watch him people would pay that they just when people gravitate towards someone they want to see everything they do yeah and And it's you know it's like it used to be when tiger was playing he could be in 12th place but you're still watching every shot he hits on television yep and again, what's that about? It's about marketing. Yep. Another tour, what's it about? Guess what? Marketing and someone wants to make money. Yep. And if that works for the players, well, what's wrong with that? Yep. Yeah, and I think um, you know, my want in all of this basically is televised golf right now is kind of terrible. It's split between so many different streaming oh, services and kind of ESPN it's plus and of- Peacock and all these things that don't even sound like real things. <laughs> if someone can come out with a tour, that's just like, here's the entire tour. Here's the entire event right here. Pay 20 bucks a month, watch it without any ads or anything. That would be wonderful. That would be so nice. And if it is going to be something that's overseas, it's going to be a little weird because it's going to be on a weird you know, time here on the East coast, but you know, if it, if it works and someone does it well, people are going to watch it, especially if you've got some big names in there. Well, I think that's, that's probably the threat that's happening right now Yeah, where it would be modernized. It would be now instead of all of the carryover and catering to all the individual groups, the events, sponsors. And it's like, boom, all that's consolidated. Yeah. That could that could give someone a lot of clout. Yeah. Oh, so absolutely. I'm sure people are nervous. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, like you were talking about that article coming out that very clearly seemed like it, they at the very least have an agenda behind them. It's like PGA's kind of let the door open and now people are starting to peek their head through and they seem upset about it. And sorry, you shouldn't have left the door open. Someone's going to, you know, try to do the things that you haven't done well, and maybe it doesn't work. Maybe it fails spectacularly, but that doesn't seem very likely. Well, what was it? 
10, 15 years ago, Greg Norman first started talking about this mm-hmm. and he got squashed like a bug. Yep. Um, and, you know, that's just, it's amazing what money can do. Yep. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Especially, especially when it's the kind of money that Bryson DeChambeau can be offered $135 million and you know he could go back and say, actually, I would like some more, please. I mean, that, 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 <laughs> that, that kind of money. It. Oh, absolutely get it. Yeah. 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 yeah that's, um, throw enough money at it and you know it'll be interesting to see what kind of product they come out with because at this point it seems inevitable it seems like a year ago pretty likely to happen and now it's just kind of a now it's just kind of issue of who's going to be playing when's the first when's the first event and of course one of the reasons we're really open to multiple tours is because at some point we want to introduce a club tour that we've been thinking about and working on that I think is going to be really exciting for just the weekend warrior Mm -hmm. who's a pretty good player. Mm -hmm. But, and you know, I've talked about this before when I started playing golf, I mean, it seemed like each city had their event. You Mm -hmm. could go play golf. Yeah. You could go play tournament golf. Yeah. Um, that's gone. Mm-hmm. It's where did it go? Yeah. Um, if you're not traveling on some professional tour, mini tour, that it's like eh, you're out of luck. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd kind of like to try to revive that. Yeah. I think it could be fun. Yeah, I know. I mean, I've definitely seen a few kind of very, very small regional things like that. But I mean, here in here in Florence, it's like if. I wanted to go play somewhere and you know more than just a Sunday skins game or something like that it's like I have no idea how to do that there's nothing set up to really do that it's like yeah you have kind of one-off tournaments here and there and you'll have events that companies put on and stuff like that but there's no actual like tour kind of thing right so there's definitely a I don't know if I would say need there's definitely an opportunity for it yeah 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 so yeah it's but yeah I, I think getting back to the to the tour i think yeah and nobody that's controlled something for that long likes to be challenged oh no so everything is going to be used to beat off that challenge yeah. so you hear some pretty bizarre arguments oh yeah to be honest it's yeah. like so we'll see where it goes but i don't i mean i i'd be shocked if it's not successful well and i think a lot of it kind of comes from you know, people are afraid of losing access. They're afraid of losing coverage. It's like, I mean, that's, that's, that's the biggest threat that, you know, they have right now is to say you can't play here, but at a certain point, someone's going to say, okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll go play in this other stuff and make $200 million. And not only that, but my point immediately was, well, you, you don't have to be on the tour to qualify for the U S open. Yep. And if you finish in the U S open, you get invited to other majors as if you, so yeah, it's not completely yeah unless they come back and say oh, well, unless unless they well, change that we're going to take our ball and you can't play yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's going to be um you know that would be their only option but that's going to be a marketing nightmare it's going to be a PR nightmare yeah that wouldn't go over well no they I, that would take a lot of I don't want to say guts but that would that'd be a pretty bold strategy. Yeah, because one of the arguments was, well, you wouldn't get to see Dustin Johnson against DeChambeau on a weekly basis. And it's like, wouldn't that make the two or three times a year they played even more exciting? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like now it's kind of like, yeah, you turn it on. It's like 
it's kind of like the NBA. You don't really need to watch more than the last three minutes of a game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless you're really a diehard. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. and I'm not. No. So <laughs> it doesn't fit me. So, yeah, I'll watch the last couple holes to see what's going on. That's that's enough for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's kind of NBA. I mean, all of these sports leagues are doing fine. They're making tons of money, more money than they've ever made before. But, you know, whether it's NBA watching the last three minutes of the quarter or kind of waiting till February rolls around to really start paying attention, baseball has the same problem with how long that season is and stuff. It's, it's you see, you see sports leagues kind of grow a little stale and it's about how they respond when that happens. If they can, you know, be raking in all this money and still have the creativity to make things more interesting so that it's a better experience for the fans, for the players, and all that stuff. Well, and the whole golf thing, too, is I haven't really thought much about it. But as you do think about it is golf people that show up for a golf event mm-hmm. – it's a completely different scenario. Yeah. It's like you're going outside, you're walking around. Yeah. It's like you might be able to see a couple of people. If you really want to watch someone, you go get a spot and sit yeah. there. And it's 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 almost like an event for you. Yeah. More than just the actual tournament itself. Yeah. Which is completely different. Yeah. You know, maybe like, I don't know, um, you know, the tailgating at a football game. Yeah. At an Ohio State game. Yeah. Which is probably for some people the biggest part of the event yeah, as opposed to the game yeah. itself. Yeah. It's like, what if that was the entire event? It's right. like, that's what walking around a tour events like. And that's when it's like, I can remember it's like people talking about that when, you know, they'd schedule someone like rice. Yeah. And it's <laughs> 68 to five. It's like people went in for the first, you know, half at yeah. the most Yeah, went back to the tailgate. Yeah. You know? So yeah, yeah it, it's kind of golf's kind of different. It, golf's different in a lot of ways, but yeah, you know, the event itself as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up here unless you got anything you wanted to add. I have nothing to add. It's been a good week here, and we didn't we didn't really talk about the golf course that week. That's fine. We're not going to talk about it every week. It's been a good week. The weather's been nice. It's going to be a good weekend. Um, but, yeah, I think we're going to wrap it up. Thanks for listening to another episode of I Hate Golf. It's awesome. My name's Caleb. He's Mark, and we'll see you next time.